Well, welcome to number eight, I think it might be, of Amundsen Family Music Podcast. Welcome. Now, remember we said a few weeks ago that if we get to seven, then we might just get into the groove of it? Right. So I don't know, any of you, maybe give us some feedback. Yes. If you've eaten the seven olives now, <laughs> are you kind of getting used to what we're doing? And so far, we haven't had a lot of feedback about what we're doing wrong. Except that people are kind of liking it, so I think we're going to keep going. That's good. We're, we're still open for suggestions. Yeah. Um, in fact, last episode, we sang a song that was a request, mm -hmm. and it ended up bringing up a lot of subjects that we talked about on that episode, too. Mm -hmm. So you never know the influence that you might have by giving some input. Yeah. I know we haven't really been doing jokes and verses on the last couple episodes, but... Anna's at school right now, so maybe when she gets back, she's going to do, I think, our next one. You know, I have a verse for this episode. Do you? Perfect. I do. So when it comes time... Maybe I can find a joke. I'll find a, I'll find a dad joke. <laughs> Anna always asks me, hey, dad, can you tell me a dad joke? And <laughs> of course, dad jokes have to come naturally. Yeah, that's true. It's not something that you can just prepare. At least that's the way I am. You got to look it up. I mean, you got to just have come up with it on the spot. Yeah, and they're usually really, really... Dumb. That's not the word I was going to use. I was going to say really, <laughs> really smart. <laughs> I didn't want to be a doctor. I wanted to be a doctor. I just didn't have the patience. <laughs> did, did Dr. Antoine tell you that one? Whoa. No. No? But he has patience, I yeah, guess. Yeah, he has patience. So, you, um, okay, Sonora, moving on. <laughs> Sonora, Sonora works as an EMT in Muskogee, and so she has to do with lots of doctors and police officers and firefighters and, of course, paramedics. So <laughs> everybody, that would be a good one. You should you should tell Doctor Antoine that. I won't say his real name, in, in case anybody at my work um, listens to this podcast, that's not his real name. But oh, okay. Good. I won't mention it. So talking about work, <laughs> you're finally off for a few days where we can catch up on podcasts. Three days, yeah. So um, how has work been? It's been it's been really busy lately. Well, actually, I say that, but the last couple of days haven't been too bad. Um, it's been good. I uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of the same same old thing, you so know. Have you, do you get a lot of, I've fallen and I can't get up Oh, calls? all the time. Yeah, like honestly, it's we get a whole range of calls. Like, what was it? Last night we got a we got a call where it was like, "Hey, I got to go into a bar last night." Mine, I wasn't. I'm not even 21. Anyways, that's sorry. <laughs> I just that was cool. I was like, "Are they gonna let me in?" And my partner was like, "Dude, you're a first responder. Yeah, they're gonna let you in." Okay, good. But no, this guy had fallen, or he it came out as he had passed out off his bar stool. Um. Not sure. It just said that he was unconscious. Is what, He had fallen and he was unconscious. Something like that. So, you know, it was a bar and I look at my partner. I'm like, so what do you think? Fentanyl or fentanyl overdose? Do we need some Narcan? Because we like to discuss things before the call. And he goes like, like yeah, either that or he's dead. I'm like, okay, fair enough. Oh, good grief. So, so you know, he ended up being fine. He had just, we think he um, got up too quickly. And when you get up too quickly, you can have something called 
oh i forget the name but it's when your blood pressure drops because when we first took his when the firefighters first took his blood pressure it was at 110 over 60 something and then when we took it again at the hospital it had gone up to 160 over something now we should mention we're we're joking about this but oh, yeah. Sonora works in one of the rougher places that you can imagine. I work in the ghetto. <laughs> She's, well, in, in Muskogee, Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, no offense to Oklahoma or Muskogee, but it is a tough place. If you look up, I, I'm not even joking, if you look up the dangerous places in Oklahoma, Muskogee's like the second worst. So, so hearing gunshots um, <laughs> That's normal. is pretty normal for you? In fact, a few, a few months ago, I heard gunshots and then I went inside to the station and I told, my, told somebody, I was like, hey, I just heard gunshots. And they're like, okay, well, we better go investigate. So we walked towards where I said there was gunshots and we were like, hey, anybody there? Somebody hurt? <laughs> what? We just walked towards it. I'm like, okay, am I in Oklahoma now? <laughs> but no, like you hear gunshots all the time throughout the neighborhoods and we have a we have like our iPad that has all the calls that comes up and there's always shots fired, shots fired, shots fired. I'm not sure what I think about that. My and. daughter working <laughs> in a, a war zone. Right. But no, anyways, what I was saying before is like we get one end of, end of the spectrum where we're like, oh, this person could be dead, right? And sometimes they are, sometimes they're fine, like our patient. And then we get the other end of the spectrum where it's like, oh, he just, he just fell and needs help getting up. Or what was it? Um, I was working a, a shift the other night and this guy was in a car wreck, MVC, and he was going 65 and airbags deployed. And so they call it trauma, but his only complaint was finger pain. Not even kidding you. It was index pain. He said something about <laughs> how he, he jammed his finger on the steering wheel. Oh, no. And he wanted to go to Tulsa, the trauma center. I'm like, okay. For his finger. For his finger. And... It must have been an important finger. It must have been. He also didn't speak English that good. So it was a big mess. He was he spoke Japanese. So we had his friend on the line who could speak. And I felt so sorry for the dude because OHP. So, okay, for anybody from Canada who doesn't know, we don't just have RCMP. We have OHP, Oklahoma Highway Patrol. So we got the police officers who just patrol the highways. We got the police officers who just control the counties. So we got like sheriff department um deputies they control the whole county then we got the um the city then we got the city yeah like the the towns so just the they just stay in the city um fbi yeah there's another one isn't there forgetting anyways there's a bunch of different police for these things so when you're like driving you don't have to just watch out for one you got to watch out for a bunch of different people who could pull you over but of all the people the most people i'm scared of the most is the ohp because they are the roughest they're trained the hardest of all the police departments because oftentimes like in the city when you go on a call you have five or six other patrol cars backing you right but ohp they'll pull somebody off like in the middle of nowhere because they're they could be anywhere in the state right and they're often alone so they gotta learn how to handle themselves but anyways so this ohp officer came into our um into our ambulance and started yelling and shouting at the guy because that's just what they do he's like this is your record you're you're going to nick's record and blah 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 blah, and your court date is on this day and you got to show up or you if you don't show up you got to pay 346 dollars and or you got to mail in the you know he's just yelling and this guy is just like and then the guy left and I'm like, okay, dude, did you understand anything he, he, he said? And he's like, 
no, not really. Because I've been in a situation. I didn't know when I got in a car wreck and the officer was like, okay, this is your wrecker. This is where you're going. I'm like, what does that mean? It's a blur. So I I explained it to him and yeah. So three years ago, Mm -hmm. did you ever think, when did you want to be an EMT? Uh, That's a long time ago. Can I just tell the whole story? Sure. (laughs) Okay. Um, It kind of ties into how I came to Oklahoma, honestly. But um, so when I was probably in grade 11 or 12, I decided that I wanted to be a paramedic. And in Canada, they have primary care or advanced care. And you have to go to a tech college for two years to be a primary. And I was enrolled, everything like that. But guess what? COVID hit and they shut down the whole program. So um, I was stuck at home not doing suck at home when because school was out and everything like that well yeah they finished you early yeah and like graduating yeah Yeah. so that was that was that was cool but um I had nothing to do and I think one day I was just like why don't I just go to Oklahoma for a year because you know we have grandparents there and I love Oklahoma I've always loved the states ever since I was young as far as I can remember and I was like, I could go visit my grandparents, but just for a year, just for a year. And then I'll come back and maybe by then the paramedic school will be open again and I can take that in the meantime. So, you know, I packed up my stuff, all my stuff, and I, I moved. And it was pretty sad because I left a lot of family and friends and, you know, it was a big step. All of a sudden, you know, I just, I just graduated. I was, what, 18? And I'm like, let's move across the country. Yeah, so, well, <laughs> I mean, generally you would graduate end of June right. in, in Canada, but you were out of school actually in March. Right. And they graduated you without you even finishing. No. Which they did with everybody. Yeah. But then anyway, so end of June, it was early July. It was June, I think, June 6th. It was, really? Yeah. It, you're right. It was June. Mm-hmm. And you just left on just, a jet plane. I just left on a jet plane. <laughs> yeah. Um... And, you know, I get asked at work all the time, how did you end up in Muskogee, Oklahoma? But I tell them, you know, it was from, I have grandparents here. And I tell them I was only going to move here for a year. And what happened is, you know, I think, um, well, I started college for a little bit because I was like, well, I'm here. I might as well do some schooling. So I was going to do a couple semesters of, of psychology. And I started that, but it was online only. And not very fun because you couldn't meet friends. You couldn't oh, see your teachers. Yeah, they weren't having in-person classes here either. No. So I started college. Didn't go very good. Um, I just wasn't enjoying it. No motivation. And then I think it was gra- grandpa or somebody who was like, well, why don't you just try to find an EMT course here or something? And I did some research and they do things a little different here. I found out was that it's, you know, EMR is like the lowest level or first responder. And then you have EMT, and then you have advanced EMT, and then you have paramedic, right? So somehow, I honestly forget how, but we found out about this EMT class going on in Muskogee. And Grandpa drove me to the, um, to the station where they have the classes, and we talked to the teacher. And he's like, yeah, we have a class starting in November, and I think this was August or September. And so he's like, yeah, you got you just got to enroll and you got to pay a little bit of a down down payment and lasts about nine months. And then you got to take a test and then you're good to go. And I thought this was like a steal of a deal. Right. I was like, I don't have to go to college for two years. I just have to go for go to a two nights a week class for nine months and then take a test and then I'm ready to go. So I thought that was really cool. 
not as easy as it sounds. No, no. I definitely had times where I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. You wanted to quit for some time, just like any of us do yeah. when we're taking schooling. Yeah. Well, but you persevered. Yeah. And I had no medical background. So I was, you know, fresh into all this medical stuff and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'll ever learn this material. Um, but eventually it clicked. I think I started, something happened and it clicked. I'm like, oh, okay. And then now it all made sense. And yeah, and then I took the test to, and... So you've been working full-time as an EMT for a year. That was a year in December? Yeah. So... Yeah, a little over a year. Yeah, it's going good. Um, yeah, it's it's had its ups, ups and downs, of course, with people and um, job the job itself. But yeah. I think I'm enjoying it overall. I'm not sure if it's what I'll be doing for the rest of my life, but we'll see. Yeah. I might find something else to do. Well, we had mentioned, so that's, that's how you got to Oklahoma and mm-hmm. you're still here. So. Right. I wasn't going to be here for very long. And then I found a class and here I am. And then in the <laughs> meantime, we all moved here. Right. Right. You followed me. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, I mean, that's another story for another day, but deep down, both mom and I knew that that would happen someday. Really? We didn't, we couldn't really plan for it because we didn't know, but COVID just was the perfect storm for a lot of changes in a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of neat the way God works that way. So we were going to sing a song Mm -hmm. of Peter, Paul, and Mary. And it ties in perfectly. Actually, a a John Denver song. Mm. He wrote it. All right. My bags are packed, I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. Hate to wake you up to say goodbye. But the dawn is breaking, it's early morn. Taxi's waiting.
close your eyes and I'll be on my way Dream about the days to come I won't have to leave alone About the time I won't have to say So kiss me and smile for me Tell me that you'll wait for me Hold me like you'll never let me go so I'm leaving on a jet plane Don't know when I'll be back again Oh babe, I hate to go Yep, I left on a jet plane. You did. <laughs> and you didn't get back to home, Park Valley, until this Christmas. This Christmas. You and Ira drove down. We drove down through the worst storm, worst driving conditions I've ever, ever experienced. Yeah, here, dear old dad said, oh, just go. The, the weather will work out fine. <laughs> and you ended out. up going through some pretty rough stuff. Yeah, we were probably going. The scariest part when we couldn't see anything. Like, I mean, the road and the sky blended together. Everything was white. You couldn't see anything, except once in a while you'd pass a semi-truck, or a semi, and I said semi the other day at work, and everybody was like, what did you say? Semi. <laughs> <laughs> semi. Yeah. And we'd pass a semi-truck in the ditch, and we'd be like, oh, there he is. Sometimes yep. we'd have to swerve off part of the road to avoid it. Now, that was in, like, North Dakota, South Dakota. Yep. They get some pretty bad weather. They do. I remember when I was driving... I can't remember if I was driving from Nashville or to Nashville when I was going there, you know, when I was just out of college. Right. I remember the fog and the snow or whatever it was, it was snowing, I guess, was so bad. And I was wanting to get off at Bismarck. Hmm. And I remember I had to stop the car and get out so I could see where the exit sign was. Really? To get into Bismarck. Yep. That sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds about right. <laughs> And it wasn't just me. Everyone else was stopping too. Yeah. But Because yeah. you can't see anything. Like everything's white. The sky is white. The road is white. Like there's nothing that is not white. <laughs> We've been stopped as a family in North Dakota too because of the weather. Really? One time when we were driving, all of us down, we stopped in Dickerson, North Dakota. And we ended up having to spend like at least two extra nights. Really? Because the weather, we just couldn't drive. Hmm. And for Canadians, that's pretty bad. Well, it's funny. Like, I'm not sure who all heard the story, but we were driving and it was getting pretty bad where we were like, I don't think we're going to make it to the town we were going to make it to or planning to make it to. So we stopped in the most random town. What was it called? Harvey or something like that. Harvey or something like that. Yeah. And they had a nice hotel. It wasn't just like some old Debden behind the bar motel. No, it was a nice, nice hotel. Um, And we get there. Or we actually stopped at a gas station first trying to decide if we should go on or not. And we we're talking to the locals. And here I'm thinking, they're locals. They're from the area. If anything, they're going to be the ones who are like, oh, no, you're fine. You'll make it. Especially when I told them I was from Canada. But no, they were like, oh, no. No. Do not try to go any farther. You will not make it. I was like, okay, fine. If the locals are telling me that, maybe I should listen to them. So we found the hotel. We booked a night. And I'm going to pay. And they're like, you should probably book for two nights. I'm like, two? Why is that? They're like, well, because most people are booking for two because the storm isn't going to pass and there's no way you're getting out of this town. 
So I was like, okay, I'll book for two just in case. Um, and then they were like, but if you end up leaving, you can get your refund. So the next morning I was like, we were just tired of it. Cause we had been at the hotel since like 5 PM and it was 8 PM, 8 AM. And we were like, we got to get out of here. We got to try. Like, like we got to try. At least we'll know if we get stuck, we'll at least know that we tried. Right. So we're, we're talking again to people and you know, we see the funniest part is we're eating breakfast and we see these two like big lumberjack cowboy looking people. And we're like, oh yeah, they're probably getting out of here. We, and they, they're like, they're all decked up and like, they just look like big, tough men that yeah, can do anything. Gonna nothing's going to stop them. And they walk up to the front desk. They're like, yeah, we can't get out of here. We're going to book another night. And Ira and I look at each other. We're like. <sighs> and here they were probably in a big pickup truck. They were. You were in your Chevy Sonic. Yeah, my little tiny car. But then Ira convinced me. I think he's like, we got to try. And guess what? We went slow and we made it out of there despite everybody telling us there was no way. <laughs> but you, didn't, you missed the story about the night before. So you, you fuel up. And then you're trying to get to your hotel and don't you get stuck right in the town? <laughs> yeah, we got stuck in the like the driveway of the gas station or something like that, <laughs> looking for a subway because there was nothing to eat. We we're starving. And yeah, we had to get some guy with a bobcat to pull us out. And the funny thing is, is that that day we had driven like the start of that day, it was no snow. So we had driven into the snow during that day, I'm pretty sure. And so we still had my, I still had my Hey Dudes on. Ira had like like some sandals on we were not prepared like we had our stuff because we knew but we get stuck and we're in like our little tiny flip-flops oh, and crazy stuff kids. and we get out and the guy's like what are you doing did your mother not teach you anything <laughs> well we had our stuff with us <laughs> but yeah good memories good yeah. um good lessons would, would you look up second no no first timothy so this is in 2 Timothy 2, and it says, Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription, The Lord knows those who are His, and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. You know, the thought that comes to me is, we like to judge so much about, oh, that person's a Christian, or that person's a believer. Or that person really trusts the Lord or that person's not trusting the Lord. But this verse is saying, God knows those that put their trust in him and those that are his. And he'll take care of it. And his, his foundation is firm and he has his plan. And all he says is, those who confess the name of the Lord, turn away from wickedness. There, that's the yeah, verse that's that a I good have. verse. That's, that's really good. Keep, and we don't have to worry about what we look like to other people. Yeah. Like just, a lot of people try to... Like, oh, I got to help this elderly person across the street so people will think I'm a Christian. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's a dumb example, but you know what I mean. Yeah, well, I mean... But God knows. We, we don't have to prove ourselves to people. Yeah. God knows. Exactly. Now, of course, we want to show the love of God. Right. We want to be to a good people. example and put a good name on Christ mm -hmm. Christianity. Well, you told a good story today. Thank you. I hope it wasn't all over the place. <laughs> that's how no. I tell stories. Boom. <laughs> Oh boy, you have lots of stories to tell. So many. You you do a twelve hour shift, and a lot of things that go on during that time. So. Yeah, it's... sometimes I get home and I'm like, wow, what did we just do? Like my first my first shift as lead, we ran nine calls, and that's that's a lot for for a typical day. And wow. <laughs> Maybe you should write a book, or do a podcast. Yeah, right. Talking about podcasts. Thanks for joining us today. 
we had a good time. Hope you did too. And we will see you next time. Um, check out our website, AmundsenFamilyMusic.com and YouTube and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I'll see you next time. <laughs>